you know, there's all these stories about, you know, guys over in Macedonia who are running these fake news sites. Number 24 is Content Farms in Macedonia. Vidite ako se napravi greška, tako ki bude kobna, nema vrakinja nazad. So, Europe need to to remain more sexy lady in the world. Ajde, majkata! Gospode, čuva Macedonija in izvinite gregi. The coronavirus continues to rage across Macedonia, and as these words are spoken, over 4,000 Macedonians have perished because of the virus. Another 135,000 Macedonians have had the virus, meaning that far more Macedonians had the virus or have died from the virus than have been vaccinated. And the few who have been vaccinated have been vaccinated in Serbia. And yet, Zoran Zaev and his health minister, Vinko Filipce, act as if none of this is their responsibility or fault. Recently, the pair went out joyriding on their motorcycles, and then a few days later, they took a helicopter to Prelep when they could have driven, raising a great deal of justified criticism from the public. And we have just learned that a shepherd near Kratovo, who was tending his flocks in a remote village in the countryside, suffered an aneurysm, was denied an emergency flight out of the region by helicopter, and subsequently died. In the meantime, new curfews go into place as we record, including two weeks of 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. mandatory stay-at-home orders, and the closing of all restaurants, cafes, bars, gyms, and other businesses. Oh, and oh, Bulgaria had elections the other day. We'll discuss all of this and more on this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. I'm Jason Miko, coming to you from the foot of the Catalina Mountains in Oral Valley, Arizona. This is Cvitan Shalimanov in Skopje, Macedonia. Yes, and today is, we're recording this, I think, on Monday, no, Tuesday, April 6th, episode 109 of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. It'll drop tomorrow, Wednesday, and unfortunately the death toll will go up as well tomorrow, but today... I think we were just talking before we started recording Svetin, that the numbers yesterday were just hovering right under 4,000. So with today's numbers, which will come in mm -hmm. later today, indeed, over 4,000 Macedonians will have perished from the virus. Uh, you know, And it just seems to be raging across Macedonia. I don't know if this is the original, quote-unquote, China virus or the variants or whatever, mm -hmm. but it, it, to me it seems, looking at this from afar, tell me if I'm wrong, but it just seems that the, the government has... Com completely just given up, thrown their arms up in the air and said, you know, if you want to go to Serbia, good luck. Go to Serbia and get vaccinated. Yeah. Although, I, I saw the news today that they, they're using the Boris Trakovsky Sports Hall to uh, actually start vaccinations. But how many doses do they actually have in-country right now? Rough back-of-the-envelope guess. Uh, well, there were some 10,000 people who got vaccinated in Serbia. And then... Uh... Uh, it stopped. I, I think the Serbs used up. Uh, they had a, a huge batch of uh, AstraZeneca, which was about to expire. So they opened the borders. Uh, they used it up now, but they're still receiving large new quantities of Chinese Pfizer vaccines. They're overflowing with vaccines. So at the moment, there is no organized transport to Serbia, but uh, there is some initial vaccination in Macedonia. So last week. Uh, the government finally received some AstraZeneca through the COVAX mechanism, mm, I think 24,000. And Serbia donated uh, 20,000 uh, Sputnik vaccines. So basically they figured, they faced some criticism at home. Uh, people were saying, okay, why are we having Macedonians come over and you know they can bring the virus and 
standing in line and have our doctors vaccinate them, just give them the vaccines and they can do what they want with it. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, Zaev has about uh, 45,000 uh, vaccines. I think some more Sputnik arrived independently, not through mm-hmm. Serbia. So let's say about 50,000. That's 25,000 uh, people. Well, I mean, if they're expecting more to come from the unused, you know, unwanted AstraZeneca from across the world, and it's three months, it's enough time to, you know, mm. line up more vaccines. So they could, I suppose, just use up all the uh, AstraZeneca they have right now. So 25,000 people, 24,000 uh, vaccinated with the first shot and then hope that they will be able to find the second dose in the future. As for the Sputniks, I don't know. So 20,000 so 20, Sputniks, whether they will try to reserve a second dose for the people who received the first dose or, you know, just shoot another 20,000 people with Sputniks and then hope for the best that they'll be able to s- provide for a second dose. I mean, so yeah, between 30,000 and up to 50,000 people will be vaccinated uh, in the coming days and they're vaccinating about 3,000 people a day. So mm-hmm. initially it's uh, doctors, it was, they, they still haven't covered up, covered all the doctors. Uh, because uh, so far, before this, there were only like uh, 11,000 vaccines before the larger quantities arrived last week. Um, it took them, they were supposed to start vaccinating on Wednesday. It, they only started on Monday um, this week. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, 3,000 a day. So far, no major issues. People are saying it's, you know, reasonably functional accessible it's doctors police and the military uh there is uh because you know the the level of trust in the government is so low so that Mm. uh i think that this is also playing a role and the the trust in astrazeneca is also low so at the moment they're kind of like ordering the police and the military to show up and people are in a wait and see mode there were two people who collapsed yesterday because of uh, they say even before the vaccine, it's like a panic attacks and st- stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, people are, a lot of folks are in wait and see mode. There is offers coming through trade association. Even the journalists, we are not very, you know, useful. And I, I doubt many people will, <laughs> will mourn us. <laughs> but even we are being offered, you know, repeatedly, actually, come and get vaccinated and... Uh, Sven, uh, so you're, Sven there, you are very useful. So you provide a public yeah. service. So. Ah, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> poor, poor public relying on my <laughs> services. <laughs> I pity the public. But it's uh, becoming now even, uh, we're coming to another, uh, you know, curiously, people were eager to go to Serbia and get vaccinated. They kind of like trust them. And now that it's offered here, it's more like, okay, let's have the army, the police, and uh, let's test it on the journals first. <laughs> and then, <laughs> if they survive, <laughs> we'll give it to the general honest population. Well, I just did a quick back-of-the-envelope um, calculation here. So just, just assume that there's 1.3 million adults in Macedonia over the mm-hmm. age of 18. So take, you know, we know it's not 2 million. There's going to be a census until the fall, another subject we might discuss. Uh, take out the children under 18. So... This is just say 1.3 million divided by 3,000 shots a day. That's still 433 days. Mm. And the last time I checked, there were still 365 days in a year. So <laughs> something's going to have to change there. Uh, either, you know, they're going to have to up those numbers 
uh, or that's actually they're that's it. They're going to have to up those numbers. So we're we're currently doing uh, about three million shots a day in the United States. Mm-hmm. So um, so in 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 um, in in a half day, we could probably we could yeah. we could have the entire population of Macedonia <laughs> shot shot or jab, I should say. Yeah. Um, Can we come over? Yeah, sure. Come on over. So yes, it's a vaccination. What is it called? Vaccination vacation or something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this would be equivalent to we uh, vaccinating vaccinating twenty thousand people a day. I mean, yeah. uh, by uh, and even if we you know had the staff to do this uh, we don't have the vaccines at the moment and uh, yeah. i doubt we'll have it soon you know lining up some chinese stuff you know there's mm-hmm. the chinese defense minister here that should be they, they're the only ones offering like a larger quantity for countries like us like half a million or two hundred thousand stuff like that mm-hmm. but you know zayev botched this battle when apparently they tried to take a, a cut a percentage of the sales they tried to route the sales to this shell company in american samoa and it all collapsed. So this would have been, you know, like a proper amount of vaccines and people would be eager to take the Sputnik or the Chinese stuff. They kind of distrust uh, AstraZeneca at the moment. They, they broadly distrust the West, but they are told sure. that Pfizer is a good vaccine. So I suppose people would be happy to take a Pfizer, but um, we'll see now. We have the AstraZeneca from the Western assortment and it will be difficult. Yeah, the AstraZeneca one obviously got a bad rap in Europe as a whole um, mm. because of the blood clot issue. Uh, Pfizer, I hear, very good. Um, I got Moderna. Um, yeah. uh, my, my first shot, my sec- shot, second shot is scheduled for late April, uh, which is why, you know, you still can't see me. I'm invisible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, no side effects whatsoever. Um, you know, and it, it really, honestly, it depends on the individual. You've seen healthy young adults. I, a friend of mine who's a police officer here in, in Tucson, um, you know, mid-30s, I think, uh, just in real top shape, had mm. a, a really negative reaction to the second mm. shot. Uh, but that's, as I understand it, because I've, I've read a little bit about it, be, because they're younger people that have a much healthier immune system, which on the second shot is working harder to fight it or something like that. I, I'm messing this up, I'm sure, but there's a medical explanation for it is my point. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I don't think people should be afraid of any of the shots, whether they're Russian, Chinese, uh, Western capitalist pig, uh, or anything yeah. like that. So, um, you know, I, but, the, but, but the issue here is, 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 is not that. The issue is the incompetence of the government, as you've just gone through trying, you know, failing long ago to line up uh, contracts with various companies and, and other things and relying entirely on the goodwill of the European Union. Um, yeah. And and as I recall, um, Zayev, I think in two consecutive days, the first day he blamed NATO and the second day he blamed the European Union um, <laughs> for failure to get yeah. vaccines into yeah. Macedonia. So, And then, you know, on top of this, I just mentioned, it's, it's kind of like they've thrown their arms up in the air uh, as they're riding their motorcycles, um, Zayev and, and Filipe, you know, go joyriding when this is a national, I would think it's a national crisis and they should be working 24 mm-hmm. seven, uh, which was a slogan from the previous government working 24 seven for you, yeah. um, you know, to, uh, to, to get this done and then fill me in on the details of their 
joy their helicopter ride to Prelep. Why did they go to Prelep in the first place? I mean, you know how it happens. Uh, they do so many crimes together. Like we have this uh, <laughs> yeah. Chinese, uh, uh, you know, kickback from the vaccine deal. We have Philipsha building an entire residential complex, a, a number of buildings in Skopje. On which is impossible on his salary. Yeah. Zaev with uh, racketeering and God knows what else. And they will always fall on the tiniest things. So in, a norm, in another country, it would be normal for the executive to take a helicopter to, uh, if they're really in a hurry over something. But uh, Enzaf and Philip Cho went uh, to Prilep, kind of like inspect the construction of a field hospital there for uh, COVID patients and other, you know, like how, how the local hospital is handling the COVID cases, which is a, a separate crime. Zav's former deputy prime minister, um, Kocha and Yushev, got the contracts to build the field hospitals. Mm. So that's another, you know, they're making profit out of the crisis uh, left and right. Um, and, uh, you know, people were outraged when they uh, saw the two, instead of driving to Prilep, uh, which is a difficult drive, you know, part of it is along the highway, part of it is along a very difficult uh, terrain. Rugged I've, terrain, I've, and then I've done that drive many, many times. It's yeah. it's fine. Well, uh, especially when you have police escort. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, there was uh, we had uh, a project to to bypass this most difficult section from the highway to uh, Plitvar uh, with uh, a Spanish company. They were hired. They were working on the project, and then uh, when Zaev's government came, uh, the deal collapsed, and. Uh, knowing what we know about Zaev now, that how he treated the Chinese companies building highways, it's very likely that he tried to extort money from them because we had a German company abandon the railway construction to Kuman, to Kriva Palanka, which is very important now with Bulgarian relations. The way they are, this would be the railway link to Bulgaria. The Spanish company abandoning this project to link Prilep and Bitola with Prilep, uh, you know, the whole Pelagonia region to the uh, Alexander the Great Highway um, which is important for those people to get to uh, Skopje. Mm -hmm. And we had the Chinese practically give up on the highway uh, Kitschav Ohrit uh, after you know, obvious extortion attempts against them. Uh, and, the, and the government, especially the Albanian part, are now in talks with Bechtel about, you know, we'll give them all the highways that were left unfinished by Gruevski, so practically we'll pay them double, three times more than the Chinese or the Spaniards would collect for this deal. So long story short, we don't have a proper road to Prilep, but we would have had uh, if it weren't for Zav. By now, this 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 would have been a proper uh, free lane uh, expressway, you know, with near highway quality of driving. So Zav took a helicopter, so he doesn't drive along the uh, decrepit road, which is decrepit due to his fault. Mm. It's actually been made worse by construction along the road because, but the construction would have been finished by now. Uh, and uh, people exploded. Uh, there was outrage about this, especially given his uh, track record of taking Philip on motorcycle joyrides or uh, all-terrain vehicles driving across mountains. Uh, and uh, afterwards, this other disaster happened when a person who actually needed a helicopter for evacuation uh, in a very remote village near Kratova, a shepherd got 
uh, had a stroke, he collapsed, his mother tried to keep him warm in the snow mm. for, uh, for the entire night uh, uh, until uh, a medical team came in the morning. But the medical team had to abandon the jeep and walk uh, for hours to, to the house. And then mm. they would call helicopter, they would call the police, the firemen, the town hall in Kratovo, whoever they could think of, and nobody came to their assistance. They said the mayor wouldn't pick up the phone. The mm. crisis center, which is supposed to organize the evacuation with helicopters, uh, said no. And eventually they did, like in World War II, they fashioned like uh, a few uh, sticks and uh, blankets, like a gurney, put the man uh, on the gurney. They didn't even have a horse. So they had to carry him for five hours on foot across a stream, across mountains, uh, un uh, until they reached the, the jeep uh, where they left it, where they could, you know, the furthest point where they could drive to the house and then, uh, you know, drive through the mountains and uh, take him to the Stipp hospital where the man unfortunately died after all the injuries he sustained and, uh, you know, delayed help. Mm. And Zayev is now, you know, even Dimitrov and Pendarovsky, you know, spoke Pendarovsky mainly to cover his ass because the military has helicopters and is supposed right. to make them available for these cases and he runs the military. But they even, you know, criticized, uh, kind of like criticized the government because, you know, the prime minister is uh, out there uh, getting his rock on while, uh, you know, people are dying uh, because they, they, you, they, would, they never use the helicopter to, to, to uh, transport a corona patient and... Uh, uh, now this happens after, after the scandal in Prilap. Mm, that is so sad. Um, wow, and, and uh, you know this government has has proved itself incompetent, corrupt, on top of the fact that it has given away Macedonia's name, identity, culture, history, heritage, and so much more, and yet it's still standing barely, in my opinion. And yet something like this, a a, a small what we might consider a small event in a very remote place um, could be the one thing that finally puts everybody over the edge yeah. and, and they say enough. And I don't know the name of the shepherd. Um, I hope we learn it the name. It has been released. Okay, well, I hope we learn the name of the shepherd and a little bit more about his family and condolences to his, his mother and his family, of course. But, uh, it, you know, it's little things like that that we've seen in, in throughout history and countries around the world that, that finally, you know, wake people up out of their dull topor and say, enough, this is just mm. enough, dosta, dosta. Um, so we will see on that. But uh, I, I, I guess if there's any good news in this, and I, I'm not going to give credit to the government certainly for it, but the fact that the, the vaccines are coming in, people are starting to get vaccinated on a more normal regular schedule, uh, organized, perhaps, I should say. But as you point out, they're going to have to do more than 3,000 shots a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you, summer's coming up. People want to travel. Um, I think, is, is is Greece opening up? Uh, there is sorry, some sorry, talk that they might open for... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is some talk they might open for uh, if you have a test or a vaccine. A vaccine. But uh, I don't think they want to go a second year with that. The tourists, no, even though we're not the highest spending tourists. No, no. I, I, Greece, Spain, Portugal, Croatia, even Albania, Montenegro, you know, all these places that have, you know, waterfront um, can't go a second summer without tourists. Uh, 
Yes. It's, yeah. it's uh, you know, 10 to 20 percent of, of their their economy, depending on the country, you know, de- relies on tourism. So, yeah. Um, so and 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 frankly, you know, Macedonia. I, I remember looking at the numbers pre-coronavirus of, of the number yep. of tourists coming in and. Regardless of who the government was, people just kept coming into Macedonia, especially during the, the summer months. Mm, yep, yep. Uh, so uh, Macedonia has a has a is, you know eighty percent of the country is mountains and 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 hills and and you throw in the lakes and the wine country and and so many other places uh, that uh, you know people want to visit not just not just um, from the region but from around the world and. Tourism, I think, is a is a growing um, growing part of Macedonia's economy, um, and you it was <laughs> was yeah true yeah well you can't keep can't keep shut down for another summer so yeah oh. imagine if it was up to the government uh, we would have been now like uh, six days inside the census so we would oh, yeah. have had people going from house to house and spreading the virus mm. uh, and wow. uh, you know the numbers are horrific like we had 50, 50 deaths. Uh, Last week, then 45 uh, the next day. Right now, it's around 30 deaths a day. And uh, this comes after the SDSM party held the mass boat in person, like 60,000 of their uh, drones were gathered in schools and uh, they voted for Zav. And then this definitely contributed to the spread. And then uh, they kept all the restaurants and cafes open because uh, Zav wanted to have a sense of normalcy because he had... Uh, uh, promised the Albanians a Corona census under which Macedonians would boycott abroad and probably boycott at home as well, trying to avoid getting uh, infected by teams of people coming to their home and you know then going to another home and then another and then another in the same day. While the Albanians are being massively counted uh, on the online census, uh, so you know there was going to be like a huge inflation of Albanian. Albanians counted in the census. This was Zayas' promise to the Albanian parties, and he was going to go ahead with this. Mm. Uh, Mitskovsky, the Vemera leader, only talked him out of this after he threatened a boycott of the census, uh, just like days before it started. And just imagine what would have happened uh, now with these numbers, with this uh, death rate, uh, if we mm. even had this massive operation in place. With the census cancelled, only afterwards, the government said, okay, now we'll do the sensible thing and we're going to close down restaurants and cafes. They close down tomorrow for two weeks, at least, initially. We have a longer curfew. It's going to start at 8 in the evening. Uh, starting from today, it, was, it started at 10 in the evening mm-hmm. in previous days. And, um, and, you know, Zayev is trying to get out of his own culpability. So he said, well, Gruevsky also used the helicopter several times and Gruevsky then responded shortly on Facebook. I never did. Uh, then he said, no, it's cheaper to fly to Prilep than take a, a motorcade, which is, you know, on stilts. Um, then he said, uh, then they have older people now on Twitter, uh, on Facebook commenting, it's not Zav's fault, it's all these irresponsible people going out in restaurants and cafes. And especially uh, today that it has been announced that they're going to close the cafes uh, tomorrow, so everybody's now going for a drink. But so they're trying to, uh, you know, uh, respond to the mounting criticism. But you know, as you said, it's going to be uh, it's a lot of pent up anger. It's going to be some stupid thing like Zayev uh, 
uh, going on a helicopter ride that's gonna that's going to explode at some point. Right. And yeah, hopefully this is it now. Yeah, well, the, you know, the left there and the left here, the left all, all around the world shares many of the same traits, one of which is, of course, blaming everybody but themselves for the disasters which befall them. So I'm not surprised to see the uh, colorful revolutionaries blaming the public. Um, always yeah. somebody else's fault. Uh, so, yeah, so two weeks of, of these new curfews, lo semi-lockdowns. Easter, uh, Orthodox Easter is May 2nd. Ramadan mm. begins on Monday, I believe, and, but Ramadan goes for a month. So, yeah. so these these lockdowns are, are going to affect Ramadan for sure. Uh, yeah. Easter is still what? Let's see. This is six, that's over three weeks away. So that's yeah. If the Ramadan worshippers uh, respect the <laughs> the curfew, which they didn't last time. Well, it's interesting because last year, I think, you know, all of Macedonia was shut down for like four or five days over Easter weekend, and mm -hmm. Ramadan was not shut down. So this year, it's opposite. Um, there was a ban during the Ramadan for uh, house gatherings, right? But uh, the Albanians, you know, the Muslim community, they completely ignored it, and yeah. this was our first spike. Actually, this was the first time we really had serious uh, spike in cases uh, after, during, and after. Uh, Ramadan, and then afterwards, uh, you know, we had the autumn uh, spike, and now this uh, third wave, as, as it's called. Right. Well, and and of course the uh, the lockdown enthusiasts, um, we, you know, they they will continue to um, claim anything uh, just to keep this situation going, because for a lot of them, they've received a lot of, and, and a lot of these are public health officials. And I'm thinking specifically if you're in the states. Uh, and think tankers and others that you know are they're all they're constantly on the news and they like it. Uh, it gives yeah. them a sense of power and importance because otherwise nobody would know who they are. So it's yeah. they're very reluctant to give that up. So there's always going to be another. There's going to be a fourth wave, a fifth wave, a sixth wave, uh, a double mutant yeah. virus from another country. Yeah, I, I read the other day there's actually an Arizona yeah. variant now. Um, so really, yeah, um, I saw it in a couple of places and then ignored it after that. Uh, so is it IPA or? <laughs> <laughs> no, IPAs are enjoyed throughout the country and the, across the world. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say anymore with this <laughs> branding of the virus. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so okay. Well, we'll we'll continue mine. So we actually we didn't, and we didn't talk about this uh, before getting on the phone here. Um, the census, when we talked last, when we recorded the other week, um, it wasn't officially canceled or postponed, I should say, yeah. and, and you mentioned that it was canceled. It's actually postponed until September, I believe. Uh, and then yeah. the local elections are pushed back from September into October. And, but have they resolved the issue of, uh, so for listeners, just a quick uh, recap, Zayev, the Zayev government was counting heads outside of Macedonia. Yeah. And this is where Buyorosmani, Artan Grubi, uh, Alechmeti and others were, you know, running around to Kosovo, Albania, Switzerland, other places where large numbers of, of Macedonian Albanians reside, and saying, "You got to register for the census, even though they don't live in the country." A census, and I actually went back. I might even write an article about this because I went back and I, I did some research for uh, the EU and what is it, Eurostat, etc. Um, some of their guidelines mm -hmm. for conducting yep. a census. 
And as Christian Miskowski said, you know, the first three lines of that, I don't know if it's law or guidance or what it was exactly, but I'll go back and look, clearly states that the whole point of the census is to measure, count the number of heads in the country on a given, you know, within a defined period of time. You don't count the number of heads outside of the country, even if they're citizens. And so has that changed? Or is that still going to happen? Or do we know? It's unclear. Okay. Uh, so it was not resolved as an issue during the meeting between Zaev and uh, uh, Mitskoski. It's unlikely that uh, so Vimera did not. Uh, uh, it, there was a vote for a new law for the census, but it only postponed the census till September. It did not change the methodology of the census. Okay. Uh, but now Mitskoski is saying that it can be changed with uh, a bylaw, like uh, at the level of the uh, census committee, and. Uh, at this point, you know, the agreement is that uh, the diaspora continues to be counted until September, which would leave time for Vimera to start some kind of like a positive uh, reinforcement campaign with the Macedonian diaspora to also register. They were largely boycotting the whole thing. And uh, the two other positions from Vimera are these, that uh, uh, the diaspora will be put on a separate list. So Mitskovsky is using the term they're being uh, evidented but not counted in the census. Mm -hmm. So there will be there will be a list. We already have a list of all Macedonian citizens, but let's say, okay, we're updating this list, but it will be put to one side, and then the number of actual residents in line with European census standards, which you mentioned, is going to be the, the list which we get from in-person canvassing in September. Mm -hmm. So this is one thing. And the other is that... Uh, uh, there's going to be like a strict uh, distinction of people who moved a year ago, uh, up to a year ago, and people who moved for a longer period of time. And the, the second category is not going to be counted. Like serious long-term immigrants are not going to be counted. Only those who recently left the country and could reasonably be expected to return. So uh, even in this evidence of, uh, uh, of the census... So um, this is what Vimera is saying. Obviously, Albanian parties reject this. There is a lot of heated rhetoric uh, uh, between Vimera and the Albanian parties at the moment. Mitskovsky even went to an Albanian television and was pretty harsh on the issue. Good. Uh, yeah, it's, it was a really tough interview. So uh, we'll see now if, uh, uh, if part of the deal is to have Vimera accept the results and be part of the process, which the U.S. requested. Uh, Matthew Palmer, which we discussed, and the U.S. ambassador, then it's probably going to include, uh, you know, Vimera accepting the final results, and this would need to be included somehow in the census, in the work of the census committee. There is already a deputy director of the state statistics bureau who is an Albanian, which practically gives Albanians veto power over the process. The next logical step would be to give a Vimera official also veto power over the process, and... Uh, uh, in exchange for Vimer accepting the results. But we'll see. We'll see how it, uh, how it develops until September. Hmm. Okay, well, that's a good update. Um, mm. Yeah, I, you know, and, and Svet, I'm convinced more and more, especially as I, I, I look at, uh, without getting into a great deal of, of discussion about fighting against the woke progressive left here in America on certain issues, and it's the same there, although you're not necessarily fighting against 
woke progressive lefties, although you are in some quarters. But when it comes to the insistent, shrill, um, and wrong-headed demands of Macedonia's ethnic Albanian leadership, uh, I do believe that Vomero and others should really push back and fight back. And I have to applaud Christian for, for going on an Albanian TV station and, and uh, saying what needs to be said, and that is that this is the way it is supposed to work, and it doesn't matter what you say. Um, if we're going to if we're going to truly be European, mm. as everybody keeps talking about, yeah. and you know, part of the and eventually part of the European Union, then these are the guidelines that we need to follow, and this is how it's done in there in the European Union and, and in EU countries. And uh, so we all know that the reason that Macedonia's ethnic Albanian leadership wants this is because it's all for them it's all about power ultimately it's not about you know it's not about the actual legitimate needs of their constituency which is for jobs education yeah. healthcare yeah. infrastructure you know the same thing that everybody in Macedonia needs and wants um, for them it's it's mm. other issues so uh, but we'll see how the embassy decides eventually I mean our <laughs> last episode we covered this at length yeah they now accepted that that census is postponed, and they asked that uh, Vimera joins the parliament, helps Zav provide the quorum for some key bills, such as the latest stimulus package, so we give money to companies who were shuttered because of uh, the COVID. Vimera was mm -hmm. eager, was willing to do this even before, but they said only this and no, no other laws. Right. Now a few other bills will also be put in motion uh, as part of this agreement, but the embassy agreed uh, that the census is postponed. Mm. They even worked with the Albanian parties who didn't want this to happen to persuade them to postpone it until September. Uh, we'll see. It's uh, They're playing something, uh, they're up to something, but uh, <laughs> we'll see are. how. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, they always are. Well, let's, let's, let's move on to um, Bulgaria uh, briefly. Mm -hmm. They just had their elections on Sunday. Again, we're recording this on Tuesday the 6th. They had their elections on Sunday the 4th. Um, bad news for Prime Minister Boyko Borisov and his party, which dropped down to, I think they got about 25%, whereas in the 2017 mm -hmm. elections they had had around 33, 34, I think. So mm -hmm. they lost a significant amount. There's a couple of new parties, names I can't remember, but an important... Um, outcome of this uh, these elections is that the absolutely entirely loathsome Krasimir Karakachanov and his party did not make the threshold of 4% as I understand it so they are not going to be in the next parliament yeah they're out good and um, and of course his deputy in the party was um, What's the other loathsome freak? Uh, uh, John Baski, but he's yeah. a member of the European Parliament, oh, so his that's right. His yeah. office is safe for now. Yeah, that's right. He's he's an MEP. Um, but there's another yeah. one, um, Andre. I don't know Kovacev. He's from Gerb. He's from uh, Borisov's Oh, oh party. he's from Gerb. Okay, all right. Yeah, he's very okay. outspoken, very loud on this issue. But, that's right. Uh, so he's still around. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Probably. Uh, uh, he's also an MEP as well. Okay. All right, I'm getting my MEPs and my MPs mixed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not from a parliamentary democracy. Uh, I should yeah. know this stuff. So anyway. Uh, They're but, like our senators. <laughs> right. 
But Karakachanov is out. But even so, of course, he I think he, he, he said something on Facebook or somewhere saying that he's still going to be around and, uh, and uh, you know, he's still going to be bringing yeah. up the issue, etc. Um, but as I understand it, Borisov uh, put out a Facebook post uh, saying, essentially, look, you know, we still got, my party still got the greatest number of votes. I'm respected amongst the international community. Um, take a few days, think about it. And then let's all come together and uh, do what's best for Bulgaria, essentially. Mm. Meaning, uh, he he was trying to spin it into a, a victory. But um, what are what are the uh, what are the analysts in Macedonia saying out loud about these elections? Well, uh, Borisov and the socialists uh, lost votes uh, right, a lot. Borisov lost about, I think he had ninety five. Now he's down to sixty something, mm. below seventy. Uh, and the socialists, they were cut in half. They had like 80, now they're down to uh, 45. Wow. Uh, and they all lost votes to protest parties. Like there is one uh, TV show personality, Slavi Trifonov, who made a party called Imatakav Narod. Uh, there is such people, uh, which uh, is <laughs> now the name. second largest party. In, yeah. <laughs> and it's now the second largest party in the country. Wow. And uh, there is two parties which came out of these protests, which were held against Borisov last year. So uh, uh, they have like uh, 20, uh, 15, vote, 15 seats in parliament. And there is the Turkish party, of course. So right. it's like, uh, what, six-way uh, split. Um, and uh, Borisov immediately offered everybody to come on board <laughs> to form a government of experts and fight the crisis. He's closely following Macedonian developments. And we've noticed this in the past, and this is like one of the options discussed in Macedonia after the elections. And instead of trying to get the Turks and, you know, giving them major concessions and maybe some of these protest parties uh, or, or the socialists, he's saying let's, which is the way Zaf opted for, uh, he's saying, no, let's get uh, everybody on board. And the socialists immediately said, no, we're having uh, uh, everybody except Borisov and the Turks. And we can kick them out, uh, kick Borisov out of government. And they're offering Trifonov as the nominal second, you know, the mm. winner in the opposition, from the opposition camp to lead this government. So this is their, the socialists enticing Trifonov to do this. And from our perspective, okay, we lost the most outspoken uh, uh, person who was blocking Macedonia, who was being hardline on the Macedonian issue, even though, even though recently he was cooperating with Zayev very closely, remember this incident where he, where Karakachanov falsely claimed that he has a list of Vimmer right. officials who have Bulgarian citizenship, which is direct cooperation between the two. So he's now out of parliament, but Trifonov is also, who is now the main person, um, the main winner of these elections. Mm -hmm. uh, he's also been very vocal in the past about you know, he would sing Macedonian songs in the, his uh, show, and then he would say, which is great, I mean, don't get me wrong, but then he would say, like, he, he would uh, pick up some instance of social media insult against Bulgaria, and uh, he would make a huge case out of this, and uh, he would make a big deal out of Macedonians taking Bulgarian passports. Uh, mm. So, yeah, he wouldn't be necessarily be... Uh, a softer line on Macedonia, and uh, 
now Bulgaria has to make a positive decision to withdraw, to lift its veto uh, at the next European Council. They might not have a government. Borisov might still be in some caretaker position until then. They might be locked in difficult negotiations. I, I don't know if this helps uh, or not, uh, you know, opening the accession talks for Macedonia. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it doesn't help. It's going to continue to be mm. muddled. Uh, they're still going, Bulgaria, no matter what kind of government they form, are still going to be holding their veto, for lack of a better word, over Macedonia. Uh, of course, mm. that brings in the question then of what do you do with Albania? Because they're waiting as well. And yep. various uh, politicians and pundits and and uh, others throughout the European Union have said Albania should come in with Macedonia, Albania should go ahead of Macedonia, etc., mm-hmm. etc. So uh, we'll just kind of continue to monitor that and, and see what happens. Send me um, this guy's Twitter handle so I can troll him. <laughs> uh, of, I, I haven't seen him on Twitter. Oh, I'm not okay. sure if he's That's too bad. out there. <laughs> Uh, all right. Okay, so this was Slavi Trifonov, the, practically the new power bef- behind the throne in Bulgaria, the person who would likely decide who forms the next government, performing a classic Macedonian song. <laughs> uh, but we also had a major cult- another major cultural event uh, uh, since our last episode, and this is... Uh, all of a sudden, listen, we're a football superpower. <laughs> and, and this, yes, and this is our farmer's pick for this week's Fenton. Um, the headline, frankly, is Macedonia defeats Germany in football. Uh, for our American listeners, that means in soccer. Uh, <laughs> but uh, on March 31, um, Macedonia and Germany played in a um, World Cup qualifier. I think they're in mm-hmm. Group J. Uh, and it's worth pointing out that Germany is a four-time World Cup champion. Mm-hmm. Macedonia defeated Germany two to one. On in uh, you know in the in the Germans' uh, home court in uh, and yep. uh, I can't remember where it was. Uh, Duisburg, Duisburg, Germany. Yep. Uh, no, no, uh, no um, spectators uh, due to COVID, but uh, still, uh, this was a major major event for macedonia celebrated by macedonians around the world and apparently it's the only it's only the second time that germany's suffered a qualifying defeat since 1985 uh first was in 2001 when they lost to england um five to one so uh and you were there obviously you were in macedonia when when (laughs) Uh, how did how did people celebrate um given the lockdown because we were under a police (laughs) curfew Traditionally, you know, you, everybody goes out and we drive uh, to the German embassy, I mean, okay, to the embassy of the victim country. And <laughs> embassy of the loser. The 
<laughs> and then everybody descends in the main square and uh, in front of the Alexander the Great statue. Tsar uh, uh, messed up the last time he had uh, cause for such, such celebration with uh, Vardar winning the uh, European Cup. Tsar uh, practically messed up you know, the return of the team. Uh, so we were denied the welcoming ceremony through the Macedonia Gate. You know, the government is very careful not to have too many outbursts of national pride where <laughs> inevitably pe people chant fuck North Macedonia, fuck, fuck North always Macedonia. Um, and, uh, but you know, you could hear shouting uh, from, uh, from apartments, you know, the buildings were shaking and you know, it was great, it was a great event. And we were actually the better team because uh, the Germans only scored through a penalty and we were denied a clear penalty. So it was, you know, the, the referee was completely on their side and our guys still managed to score twice. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was another misfortune for the Germans. One of their players missed like an open goal. But again, with the penalties, we, we were easily the... They had more of the possession, obviously. I mean, it's, it's still Germany. But, you know, in a sense, we were at least the as good team, if not the better team, than they were. So it's a huge boost of national pride uh, ahead of the European Championship in a few months uh, where we qualified for the first time ever. And um, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Huge deal, yeah. And I think, um, so the captain of the Macedonian team is uh, Goran Pandev. Uh, yeah. And uh, he didn't. He scored one of the two goals, correct? Yeah. He scored yeah. one of the two goals. I thought that was an interesting point that he is, uh, according to Professor Wikipedia, he is Macedonia's all-time top scorer with 37 goals. He's also 37 years old. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And who, who scored the other goal? Uh, Bardi. Okay, all right. He's a third Turkish player. Okay. Fantastic. Well, that is that is just uh, something to be enormously proud of. Uh, saw Twitter explode, um, and so uh, our congratulations to the Macedonian uh, national football team and to Macedonians around the world. And and uh, in the European Championship, we get to face uh, uh, the Netherlands ah. uh, you know, against serious teams. So it's going to be fun. Excellent. Well, we'll look forward to that. Yeah. All right. Good talking with you, Sven. Yeah, you too, buddy. Take care.